Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. Adoree Jackson, what should the Giants do with him? He has a $19 million cap hit going into the 2023 season. That probably needs to get lowered somehow, but I don't think that the Giants are keen on cutting Adoree Jackson, considering he's probably the only decent cornerback that they have on their roster who could start a full season on the outside. They do need to find someone to play opposite of him, but with Adoree Jackson making this much money, it is worth entering entertaining some options to see how the Giants can lower that cap hit and maybe keep Adoree Jackson around long term. I think that the Giants should definitely consider signing Adoree Jackson to an extension this offseason, bringing him around for the next foreseeable future while also lowering his cap hit for the 2023 season. So we're going to go ahead and discuss the pros and cons of extending Adoree Jackson and what it could mean for the Giants and why they might want to get that done sooner rather than later. But before we do that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode and subscribe to Fireside Giants and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. But without further do. Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on the possibility of extending a Dory Jackson? I am doing fantastic. Couldn't be better, Adoree Jackson. We cannot afford to lose cornerback pieces, my friends. The defensive backfield for the Giants is certainly thin, as we experienced once they trotted out Adoree Jackson as our punt returner, and we all know what happened after that. But he has one year left on his contract. He actually has a pretty sizable cap hit at $19 million this upcoming season. If they were to release him, they'd save $8.6 million with $10.5 million in dead money, but I'd rather go in an entirely different direction where they actually extend him and reduce that that cap hit if they can. Now, the Giants can open up a little bit more salary space this upcoming offseason, or rather this offseason, um, as spring training quickly, or rather uh, free agency quickly approaches in just a few weeks here. But I do think that Adore Jackson has essential value to this team. We don't have anyone else to replace him. He's a CB1. He knows the the, the system. He knows Wink Martindale um, after last year. And of course, he's a good man coverage corner that can lock it down. We saw what he did to Justin Jefferson in the postseason coming off that MCL injury that kept him out for a couple weeks. But ultimately, this is one of our best defensive players. You know, you don't let guys like this go, especially because his salary isn't that significant. He has a $19 million cap hit, uh, but his base salary is only $11 million, and he has no guaranteed money for the 2023 season. Um, now, the Giants do have a void year built into his contract in 2024 that would count for $3 million in dead money, but I feel like they could extend him and just get rid of that void year entirely and then just you know pay him for actually playing. Maybe they just tack on the void year into the end of a, an extension, whether that be in 2025 or 26, whatever it might be. Now, he is only 28 years old, so you know Dory Jackson's in the middle of his prime. This isn't a 30, 31-year-old cornerback that is aging and getting worse. This is a 28-year-old cornerback that's probably has a little bit more room to grow, if anything, especially as he gets more consistency um, and experience and reps in this man coverage-heavy scheme. Now, we weren't able to run that much man coverage toward the end of the season because of all the injuries that we sustained. We were playing a lot of zone, which is not Wink Martindale style. So if I were to guess... This offseason, expect the Giants to go out and get themselves a nice linebacker, and you could take a Dory Jackson, extend him, lower that cap hit a little bit, and have a little bit more money to spend on a linebacker, whether it be someone like a Bobby Wagner, like we discussed a couple days ago, or a David Long or a Tremaine Edmonds um, or a Jeremy Pratt. You know, there's there's options out there, but extending a Dory Jackson could open up two or three million dollars we didn't have before that I think could go a long way uh, toward keeping him for the long term future and also finding ourselves an LB1 that we so desperately need. So, Anthony, when you're looking at a Dory 
Adore Jackson? What he offers this team? Do you think it's worthwhile to extend him or let his contract just play out as it is and then maybe go out for, and get a, a cornerback next year either in the draft or maybe this year in the draft or maybe you go in free agency in 2024 and try to plug the spot? I think that the Giants 100% should extend the Dory Jackson. When you look at the contract that he signed and kind of the situation that the Giants were in when they signed him, they signed him to be a CB2 opposite of James Bradbury. He has been thrust into that CB1 role and has really taken it on very well. I think that Adoree Jackson has proven to be a CB1 over the last year because I think that when you look at the Giants defense with Adoree Jackson and then you look at the Giants defense without Adoree Jackson, night and day difference. They couldn't cover Justin Jefferson without him. Once he was in the lineup, Justin Jefferson was bottled up in the postseason. Huge impact player right there in Adoree Jackson. So I think that they should extend him and keep him around. You mentioned it, 28 years old. I would see a two-year extension that expires when he turns 30 making perfect sense for the Giants because you want him to just play out the remaining remaining years of his prime and then let's see at the end of that extension where he is and whether or not we want to continue to bring him around now cornerback is still a position of need whether the Giants keep Adoree Jackson cut Adoree Jackson whatever the case might be they still need to find a CB2 because again Jackson was signed on to be a CB2 now he's a CB1 so who plays opposite of him it's been a little bit of a revolving door there but I think that when you look at this draft class there is a lot of cornerback talent especially in those middle rounds. And the Giants have some young guys that they want to develop already. Cordell Flott is being one of them. I think that he's got some good potential. But I think that the main priority for the Giants in the secondary should be, yes, retaining Adoree Jackson, but finding someone to play opposite of him so it's not just Adoree Jackson excelling at the cornerback position. They need to take some of the pressure off his shoulders. It shouldn't be every single play that Adoree Jackson is covering the best receiver. If they need someone else to go in there while Jackson takes a breather, they should be able to have that opportunity, but there's just not enough cornerback talent on this roster to get that done. One of the ways that they can find extra cornerback talent would be to lower Adoree Jackson's cap hit, and they can do that in one of two ways. They could cut Adoree Jackson. That is totally possible. If they do that, they will save $8.6 million against the cap. Now, that's a lot of change, and they can go ahead and find a new corner, but why would you cut Adoree Jackson when you could extend him, and in extending Adoree Jackson would save you $7.9 million against the cap? That is enough money right there to go ahead and invest that in a CB2. And I think that's exactly what the Giants should do. If you extend Adoree Jackson, you have him locked in for the next couple of years. You don't have to worry about at least one of your cornerback positions as long as you know that Jackson is here. But the cap savings that you get from extending Jackson, you just roll that into a CB2, and there you go. There's your dynamic duo in the secondary that the Giants can use to succeed on the defensive side of the ball. Wink Martindale really needs another cornerback. You look at the way that his defensive scheme operates. You you said it, Alex. He wants to play more man coverage than he was allowed to this past season. They didn't have the talent in the secondary. But Wink Martindale is definitely going to want to go into 2023, play a lot of press man coverage. But in order to do that, they have to get more talent in the secondary. And again, I think that cutting Adoree Jackson the save cap space is really counterproductive because then you're just at square one and you have to find a whole new secondary basically all over again. You have to get a CB1 and a CB2. But if you extend Jackson, you have him for the foreseeable future and you can roll that money into a CB2 to play alongside him. So Alex, what are your thoughts on that with the, the Giants not only looking to free up some cap space with Adoree Jackson, but also needing to pair another CB2 alongside him? Uh, you know, pairing a CB2, of course we'd hope that Cordell Flott is the guy that like elevates his game and becomes that option, but we've talked about the cornerback 
uh, class this offseason, you know, you could probably restructure or extend Dory Jackson, save a couple million, and find yourself a decent CB2 in free agency because there's so much supply there. Wide receiver class, very, very thin. You know, they were talking about yesterday that Jacoby Myers could even fetch in the 15 to $20 million per season range, which is insane. God help us all if that's the case because wide receivers, I mean, that's, that's you know, if he's setting the market at that level of, of, of AAV, the, the, the Giants can't go into free agency looking to overspend. That means Darius Slayton's going to be six, seven plus million dollars per season, and he's not worth that much, in my personal opinion, with his drop problems. The only thing he has going from with this Giants team is that he has chemistry already, and he's got burner speed, and we don't have anybody else like that. But you can find the guy, like, you know, we talked about um, not, not uh, Wilson, but the other guy, not Michael Wilson, who's uh, oh, Andre Osivas out of uh, Stanford, Princeton, whatever, one of those two. He's a burner. He's an he's a track star. You know, go and get a guy like that in the late rounds to replace. You know, Darius Slayton even has better hands than him, um, and just kind of go with him in, in that respect. I think that you can replace Darius Slayton. There are ways to do it. Maybe you're not going to get the instant production that he has given his experience at the NFL level, um, but you have someone to groom that you know is on a fresh rookie contract that's going to get paid basically nothing for four years. But nonetheless, I digress. Essentially, what I'm trying to get at here is that. There are portions of this free agency class that are better than others. Cornerback is deep. I'd be more than fine extending Adore Jackson, taking the money you save from him, and rolling it over into a CB2 that you're probably going to get on a much cheaper deal because there's a lot of supply in that area. So, you know, Anthony, do you think that's a reasonable strategy, or would you rather take that money and invest it in linebacker? But I think free agency might be a good place to fill that CB2 spot because drafting, you you need to be very lucky to get an immediate contributor that's above average at the cornerback position unless you're spending a first-round pick on, like, a Sauce Gardner or whatever it might be, or Derek Stingley. Like, you, you kind of have to get lucky in the mid-rounds to get an immediate contributor. No, yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you there. I think the Giants do need to add another veteran cornerback to their secondary. I think when you look at Adoree Jackson, he needs the help, and he needs the help now. There's no sense in waiting till midseason or later for some rookie or second-year player to really come into his own. Again, I like Cordell Flop. I like Aaron Robinson. I think the Giants do have some talent in their secondary, but it's going to take a while for these guys to develop, and it, those guys being on the roster should not prevent the Giants from going out there and trying to upgrade at that position. Like, again, Cordell Flop, maybe one day he ends up being a really solid starting cornerback but the option and the the potential of Cordell Flott it hasn't been realized yet so I'm not going to go ahead and prevent myself from signing a really solid CB2 opposite of Jackson just because I know Cordell Flott could turn into something maybe one day so I, I, I agree with you on that one I think that the Giants do need to free up a little bit more cap space and then they can really invest that uh, that money into one of those rich positions like you're saying because wide receivers super thin I don't want to overpay a guy like Jacoby Myers what has he proven as a, as a WR1 in the NFL? Really nothing. Solid WR2, maybe. But when you look at the linebacker position, lots of talent out there. Starting level talent in the free agency market. Same thing for cornerback and a few other positions. So I think that that's really the strategy the Giants should take. Those positions that are really thin in, in the free agency, that's where they should invest in those positions in the draft. But those positions that are really rich in the draft and uh, thin in free agency, go ahead and take your draft capital and put it there. So I like the idea of the Giants maybe extending Jackson, freeing up some cap space, and then rolling that money into some of those positions that are really rich in free agency. Again, cornerback being one of them. That receiver market is pretty interesting to take note of, though, because when you're looking at guys like Jacoby Myers, who could be getting paid crazy amounts of money for being pretty much a mediocre talent, it does tell you that there's going to be a boom in the market throughout free agency this offseason, and that could also apply to the cornerback position. So what if the Giants do go out there and they look at a guy like Marcus Peters, and he ends up asking for at least $12 million per season? 
season. And everyone just starts asking for more money because of the increase in salary cap space this offseason. Alex, how do you think that the Giants should handle that situation? Just with free agents now looking for higher and higher priced contracts this offseason, what can the Giants realistically do to sign some players to improve their roster while also trying to retain their in-house talent like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? I mean, the the best way is to restructure some deals that you want to keep guys around on, right? Like Leonard Williams, that's one that they need to restructure. Either he's going to be cut or they're going to extend him. There's no other, or he's going to take a massive pay cut, which I imagine he'd prefer not to do. Um, like if you look at his salary at this upcoming season, 18 million in base salary, he's a $32.26 million cap number. They saved $12 million pre-June 1st. That's the entire draft class and then some if you want to go in that direction. But obviously I prefer extend him, extend Adore Jackson. We have a lot of money in 24, a lot of money in 25. You don't want to have to replace your best defensive players uh, in the middle of their prime, right? It's it's not worthwhile. And Leonard Williams went through his first season kind of dealing with some injury. That's an anomaly for him. I think he comes back. He's fully healthy. The, you know, they're, they're replacing the turf at MetLife, so I think maybe they reduce some of those ankle and knee injuries, whatever it might be. Um, so I kind of hope that that turns into a much uh, healthier team for this Giants uh, in the future. But Leonard Williams, Adore Jackson, if you can extend them, you can open up some, some bucks and you can go and find a linebacker. You can go and find, you know, whatever it might be because the Giants have so much money in 2024. They have $180 million. And obviously you're going to have Daniel Jones under contract. Who knows what they do with Saquon Barkley? But a lot of their prime players are still, you know, locked up. Of course, you got to extend Dexter Lawrence. Um, that'll probably be big, a big deal. But you know, other than that, you have both of your tackles still on rookie contracts. You still have Andrew Thomas for two more years on um, locked in before you have to extend him. You have Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Evan Neal, of course. You know, a lot of youth on this team. And after this draft class, hopefully we can strike gold on some players that will keep the cost down in other positions as well. But we, you have to spend somewhere keeping guys that understand what we're trying to build here. They know the culture. They're good dudes. And they play hard. I'm fine with that. You know, like, I'm fine. Because like, if you get rid of Leonard Williams... Who are you replacing him with if it's not a free agent? And it's got to be, to replace his production, you need a, a first-round pick that pans out, or you need a big-time uh, free agent acquisition. So you may as well just keep him because you know what you're getting. That's kind of the same strategy and mantra that coaches, um, you know, Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane have put together, or at least kind of we've understood from them. Dory Jackson, same thing. If you get rid of him, you got to either sign someone or you got to hope a first-round pick or a mid-round pick pans out, which is a very big risk. Um, and then, you know, Dexter Lawrence becoming one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. You can't really replace him unless you get a, a somewhat of equal value in free agency, which is difficult to do since he is probably a top three defensive lineman right now. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I think restructuring guys on, on the roster currently is probably the best way for us uh, to open up money. Of course, if you want to take it one step further, resetting the rookie window at the quarterback position. But I don't think the Giants are going to do that uh, for obvious reasons. They like Daniel Jones. They want him in the future. And 35 to $38 million, if he continues to improve, will end up looking like a steal given how much the salary cap is going up and how much quarterbacks are making. So if he gets better, it could end up becoming very, very um, you know, beneficial for us. But again, it's a big what if. So that's kind of where I draw the line. Everything is a what if, my friend. It's so hard to project where these players will end up over the next couple of years. You've said it, though. If Daniel Jones ends up putting up 50 touchdowns this upcoming season, $35 million looks like a absolute steal. However, the likelihood of that happening, pretty soon. 50 touchdowns, you crazy. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Ipsy. But I think most fans will say they do know that's not going to happen. However, if that were to happen, yes, the $35 million would look like a steal. And again, when you look at Adoree Jackson's contract, I think you see something similar. When he was signed by the Giants to be a CB2, 
He was being paid CB2 money, and now he's a CB1, so the Giants are really underpaying this guy to be a greater talent than what they ever expected him to be. However, there is one caveat to Adore Jackson extending him and really to feeling confident in him as our CB1, and that is the injury history. When you take a look at Adore Jackson's career history, he hasn't played a full season since 2018. 2019, he played 11 games. 2020, he played three games. 2021, with the Giants, his first season, he played 13 games, and of course, this past season, 10 games with Big Blue. So the injuries are definitely a concern. So Alex, when you're looking at the possibility of extending a Dory Jackson, do the injuries scream, hell no, we can't even think about doing that? Or are you just going to say, okay, we need to extend him for the talent that he is and just hope that one of these years he does stay fully healthy for 17 games? How about we just don't use the guy as a freaking kick returner? That's a good idea. <laughs> well, in 2021, he did miss, uh, I think it was, what, four games? Four games with an injury, despite not playing as a kick returner. I do Look, agree with the, you. I think that the 2022 injury, that was a freak injury on the kick yeah. return. And I think he yeah. would have been healthy this full season. He looked like it, at least to me, prior to that kick return. But there is Never something know. to be said about the fact that he misses games every year, right? Sure. Yeah, no, there is. But, like, it's football. You know what I mean? Like, I... Guys miss time, then they don't miss time, and then suddenly they're healthy, and then they're getting injured. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. It's football. You can't sit here. If you have a guy that plays every single year, he doesn't miss full seasons, he plays, you know, 10-plus games every year, and he's a good player, and you trust him, and he's a good guy in the locker room, you you, you stick around with those kind of players. You know, it's football at the end of the day. Anyone can get hurt any time. The, the, the Giants are turning over their field. They're going to put some new stuff in there, hopefully alleviate some of those concerns regarding the turf or whatever it might be. Um, we hope that they actually provide to be uh, proved to be a beneficial uh, sequence. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Adore Jackson is a guy I'd move on from because of his injury history. I think that he's been pretty healthy. He looked really good this past season before they just did something stupid and he got hurt. Um, so I think that that's kind of where I stand on that on that side of the thing. Like a lot of a lot of cornerbacks get injured. Like how many guys don't get injured in the cornerback position? Like they're smaller, they have to help in the run game. They're getting tied up. They're getting hit in the knees, and they got attack. You know, they're getting hit by these freaking two hundred and thirty pound running backs of pure muscle. Um, they're making quick, agile stops. They're getting hit. They're you know, it's just it's a tough it's a tough position to play. You know what I mean? So. Um, I kind of feel like Edward Jackson's been fine. I'm more than happy to extend him and commit to him as a long-term solution at CB1. You know what, Alex? I agree with you. I completely agree. I do think that the New York Giants should go ahead and extend the Dory Jackson. It makes too much sense to me. Again, when you're looking at how much he's being paid to be a CB1, he's getting paid like a CB2, like a really good CB2. So I think that it makes sense to go ahead, try to extend him on a similarly priced contract. Maybe you could keep it near $10 million per season, considering he is going to be entering the twilight of his career, leaving his prime by the end of the contract. So I do think there's an opportunity here for the Giants to kind of negotiate with a Dory Jackson, keep him around long term while he's coming off of this injury-riddled season and really say, hey, maybe we'll bring that price down a little bit, but give you more long-term guaranteed money, and that might entice a Dory Jackson to sign on for the foreseeable future. And again, CB1, cornerback in general, such an important position in the modern NFL. You just mentioned that these guys are doing so much in the game now, whether it's wrapping up 220-pound running backs or playing that press man coverage that Wink Martindale requires his guys to do. There's a lot that is relied on upon the cornerback position. So getting a really solid guy, you know what you have in already with a Dory Jackson, 
Jackson, locking him in for the future. I think that's really important, and it is the strategy that the Giants should take, especially when looking at this offseason, the talent free agency, and the fact that the Giants definitely need to free up a little bit more cap space before they head into March and go ahead and try and sign some free agents. So again, Adoree Jackson, extend him, save some money, and keep your CB1 of the future for the next few years. I like that idea, and you do too, Alex, but I want to hear what everyone else thinks about this idea down in the comment section below. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode, and subscribe to Fireside Giants if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Ding! And we'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants! Thank you.